0: Good morning Happy Monday to you all It is Monday It's a it's a super Monday, Andrew It is a super duper Monday Super Monday right after a super Sunday I had a good Sunday I had a great Sunday It was exciting We had people
1: here We had chili at church It was great Super had, Sunday was, chili Ooh, my phone just fell We had uh, chili and ice cream after church It was the super chili and ice cream We had a super social
0: We had a super social Proud of you you went all out. We did. Had fun at the Super Bowl. Just watching. Didn't go. I didn't go. I didn't play. It'll be year. in Tampa next year. So,
1: you know, when I was in Tampa in 1991, the halftime performer was Mickey Mouse. Wow. Halftime not, that can't be true.
0: I promise you it is. Speaking of halftime performances, Andrew, mm. um, how much do we dive into right now? I. Uh, here's the deal. We were told who the performers were going to be. Months ago, there was a big announcement. I, hey, everybody.
1: <laughs> this woman, who you can't believe is 50, will be singing. She's known for doing exactly two things, and guess what she did at the halftime show? The
0: exact things she's known for I doing. Was,
1: I mean, were you shocked that I someone did what made them famous It didn't TV? surprise
0: me at all. I woke up this morning to Christians all over the world. All over. Who were shocked and appalled by... The world doing exactly what the world said they were going to do. Well, the good news is is that they could post on the internet how irate they were and fix everything. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So you're saying they were able to post and not cause any major controversy? Listen.
1: Listen. Yesterday was Sunday. And this is, this the, is the morning, morning after. after. That was in unison. hmm <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Morning After Ministry show. A caffeine-fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. <laughs> Jerry says could we possibly make this the only place on the internet that isn't talking about the halftime shows? Somehow world. I Somehow I doubt it. How could you not? <sighs> I'm I'm Andrew.
1: This is Timothy. Hello. Uh, We do a Facebook live slash podcast show every Monday morning. We do. Called the Morning After Ministry Show. We take a caffeinated look back on the week in ministry that was. We are so glad that you are joining us. We would love it if you would like and review on iTunes or wherever (laughs) else you get podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify.
0: Tommy says uh, Shakira's hips told us a few weeks ago that it was going to be, quote, family friendly, end quote. Did her hips lie to us?
1: I didn't realize that her hips were interviewed, (laughs) but she's about the age where they're going to be replaced, so
0: there's that. Oh, boy. So, all of you out there in the youth ministry world who are hosting Super Bowl parties, um, how'd they go? Did you have a blast? Did you turn off that halftime show? I watched the Super Bowl at a restaurant. Nice. After 15
1: years of hosting Super Bowl parties for youths. And spending the vast majority of the game making sure no one was making out in a small group room. Classic. It's very nice to just gather with a group of football-loving friends and watch the Super Bowl. Unfortunately for our group, the one who organized our party is a lifelong diehard 49ers fan. Ouch.
0: And so that was, it was painful for him. Wow. It was, I, 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 that hurts. Yeah. I have a lot of Chiefs fans, so um, congratulations. Really? First time live watching? Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome. Yeah, no, welcome Football is officially over As you can see, I've donned the race gear It is it is baseball season Baseball season is a. Pitchers upon us. and catchers are reporting
1: to Port Charlotte In I think in 11 days Fan fest is in 12 days
0: I can't wait Jerry says our entire church had a party I went reluctantly to show support It wasn't awful well, That's what I like to hear Wasn't great, but <laughs> But let's be real Most church parties wasn't awful Is about as good as you get so for sure, Tyler says three years in a row of getting out of hosting a Super Bowl party. That Tyler, is. I'm I'm on your team, but I, I enjoy watching it with my family in my house. Like I'm not a big watch the game with a bunch of people Joe
1: was saying students went home at halftime. How do you organize that? Hey, parents, be here at halftime to pick up your kids. We will feed them, caffeinate them and send them home. I also I feel like I don't know when it was that 630 became the official kickoff time of the Super Bowl. And I get it, but it's so weird that every Sunday night for the regular season, there's like an 8.20 primetime right. game. You gotta, mm-hmm. And then 6.30. That's 3.30 on the West
0: Coast. <clears throat> Jerry didn't do the halftime show. They did big crowd games and giveaways instead. That works. Uh, Daniel said when the poll came out, the halftime show went off. Again, were, were we shocked when the poll came out? Um, I... I... Kurt know. says, uh, Cubs pitchers and catchers report in nine more days. It's
1: exciting times. If you're a baseball fan, this is...
0: Andrew, let's just be real here. I, we know why everyone's jumped on this morning. It wasn't me. It absolutely... It was me. It absolutely was you. If you um, have been living under a rock... What was that Super Bowl ad last night?
1: The Snickers hole? I don't
0: know. No, where it was living under... They used all of the funny expressions. Oh, the rock things. Yeah. Then Chris Rock and Rocky And then Chris Rock and Andrew had okay, a just a, on While we're talking about commercials
1: Okay We can go there um, The Groundhog Day Jeep commercial Was so good It's my favorite My wife has thought That the Jeep pickup trucks Are so ugly Every time we pass one I'm like I want one She's like they're so ugly I kind of dig them That commercial She said that uh, If I have $40,000 Laying around I'm allowed to buy one now So
0: The commercial was so good It was my favorite We really
1: need you guys To like and rate this show <laughs> A lot. <laughs> yeah, this does not generate any income at all. Jim Purtle, congratulations. You in the land of Kansas City.
0: Yep. I hope that you are having a wonderful day, my friend. Yeah, Jim, he he messaged me last night, and I, I sent him a gift gif of someone ascending to heaven because I imagine that was his feeling in that moment. KC peeps are feeling. So here's the story. <clears throat> On Friday
1: afternoon, I got an email. Mm-hmm. And Tim, you and I are no longer full time youth pastors. That's correct. Yet we are connected to a wider youth ministry world. And sure. this email said, "Hey, I know you're connected in the youth ministry community around here. Um, our church is looking for a part time youth person, and it's you know they they gave the qualifications, and I they went, were lofty. I'm not gonna lie, I was on the toilet, and when you, you post because you're bored, it's usually not the right. most thoughtful post. Yep. And so I went on to our Download Youth Ministry Facebook group. So you read the which, email. Oh, by the way, if you're not a member of the DYM Facebook group, you <sighs> should be. There's thirteen, fourteen thousand 14,000 youth pastors in there talking fun about Fun conversations ministry. every day. It's a whole lot of fun. And I said, um, <laughs> true or false, <laughs> the halftime show is a 30-minute TikTok.
0: True statement. True.
1: True. Um, And I said, just got an email from a church looking for a part-time youth person. They, it's a twenty thousand dollar a year part-time gig, which is great. They want someone with five years experience and a ministry-specific bachelor's degree. And then I said underneath that, uh, is there a polite way to reply? There's no one I dislike enough to give them to or to give you their name.
0: All right, so time out. That's, All right, that's what out. I said. Time out. That's what happened. That's okay. what I posted. Here's how this is gonna work, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna we're gonna go at this from two different angles. First, let's talk about the content that Andrew Larson posted. Sure. On Facebook. So I let's, did it. Let's talk about the content. We'll go there, and then you guys can agree, disagree. I'll play mediator if things get a little ugly in the comment section. And then... I don't think anyone thinks it's going to get ugly. I, I hope mean, it doesn't. I don't know. It got... Although, okay, Andrew. There was ex- 100, 140 plus comments, was, and things got a little ugly.
1: I was expecting, like, three people to be like, oh, wow, that's rough. And that's not what I
0: got. I was not expecting... It, and the it, comments got so rough, I believe a certain admin disabled the comments. Well...
1: It should have been disabled. People were being mean. People were not being nice. Tyler just said Jesus wouldn't have even qualified.
0: <laughs> you're
1: right. Tyler, that's, you're not wrong. That, I, that's, that was my, my point was not full-time people, part-time <clears throat> shaming.
0: Right. It totally. Was, Definitely This is not. a
1: church looking for a part-time person. Right. And they want someone who has five years ministry experience mm-hmm. and a ministry-specific bachelor's degree. Correct. And I thought that is a lot of expectation for a part-time position. That's why I posted it again. I was in a seated position trying to just occupy my mind when I posted.
0: So there's the content of the post. Part two that we can get into in just a few minutes is going to be, how do we engage with such posts when we come across them on the vast interwebs? I like to scroll past them usually. Just scroll past, do we engage, how do we engage? Because things got ugly, people got nasty. When you say engage, I'm thinking of
1: Captain Jean-Luc Picard saying engage i mean but it felt like that i've i'm not watching the new star trek show but when i hear engage that's what i hear in my mind is
0: his dulcet tones tyler says if you start fist fighting please leave the stream on <laughs> so i can't imagine that's will let let's open it up um many of you saw andrew's posts many of you agreed quite a few of you disagreed and when i, I say quite a few there were quite a few there were Arguments, and the comments themselves had
1: threads under them, and were threads on top of threads. It was the inception of comments it was again, I was entertaining myself while on the can, okay, and outcomes all of these people with very differing opinions. All right, so let's let's talk about the differing opinions. Andrew, did you were you able to hear their side of the story? Absolutely. And like there were at, at times and people were commenting towards the end, you know, hey, <clears throat> I've been in ministry for 12 years and that's more than I make and I saw some and, of those. and I didn't want the post to ever be you know, full-time ministry is real ministry and part-time isn't. No. That wasn't it at all. Definitely not. Um and there are people that you know, they have different careers or whatever it may be, and that's what how, how they're doing it. But that was when I got the email, I thought, wow, this church has very high
0: expectations for a part-time position. That was all I was thinking. I read your post. I chuckled and was about to comment classic, and then I read the other comments and opted not to comment that in that moment.
1: probably wise.
0: That was probably wise, so i I invited several people to jump on if you're if you're in the comments uh, watching now um feel free to to chime in Hunter says first time viewer and apparently out of the loop can someone catch me up
1: uh Hunter I said something on Facebook there was a church in Central Florida looking for a part-time youth person mm-hmm. and they sent an email asking if I could recommend anyone and they said they were looking for someone with five years experience, a ministry-specific bachelor's degree, for a part-time position. And I posted in the Download Youth Ministry Facebook group. Hey, how is the? What's the nice way to tell this church? There's no one I dislike enough to recommend to you, because those recommendations seemed extreme, and people took it very personally.
0: Right. We, we were just saying we felt like ex- you were saying I shouldn't I say saying. we here. Andrew was saying he felt like expectations were high and. The the pay was not as high as the expectations were, and in my lot, and again, like there were
1: people that you know, people like I have an MDiv, I work a full time secular job, Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for ten years, it's what God has called me to do. I think that's that is spectacular. Um, I am so grateful that you are willing to do ministry in that way, and I think, had I reposted again, I would have, I don't know that I would have, but I also would have been like you know, what is this church looking for? Like, right. are you expecting someone to make a five-year commitment to you, a three-year commitment to you? Sure. Because that's, that's a long time. If you're wondering if it's someone, if you are a teacher who mm-hmm. lives in that s- school district, right? Um, that might be a great job for you. Although, sure. who knows if you have a ministry-specific degree. That was the kicker for me. A ministry-specific degree. Right, not just a degree. Not, not a degree. A ministry-specific degree, degree right. to me means... You, have, you went to a Christian college, mm-hmm. so you went to a private school, an accredited ministry-specific degree, okay. is what it said, which means you, on the cheap end, have a bachelor's degree that cost, whether or not you had financial aid or scholarships, about $80,000 for room, board, and tuition, at least. Right. Um, there's, there's that. Okay. If you have... If the previous church that you worked at also wanted you to have exper- or your degree finished and you have five years experience, you are somewhere between 25 and 27 years old Sure. with an $80,000 degree and they're wanting to pay you $20,000. What kind of commitment can you expect from that person? That That's what my brain I, was thinking. Again, and
0: Steve what I got was, knew exactly what you were saying. What
1: I got was you hate people that are in part-time ministry. And right. how, shame on you! How dare you? <laughs> and th- no one, ever, no one actually said that. I'm being very sarcastic now.
0: Well, it was pretty close. There was like the "How dare you?" We, we do we don't do this for the money. There was somebody. I mean, there were several comments like we shouldn't expect anything for what we do. Um, I, Steve says, "I uh, I totally understood what you meant, Andrew. I agree. Like Tim, I read, chuckled, moved on. Maybe it could have been worded differently.
1: I I think so. I think it should have been worded differently. But again, I posted." We've heard you. I I wasn't. We've heard
0: the justification for the post. I was not posting it to be very thoughtful. I was posting it to entertain myself. We smell you loud and clear. (laughs) Becky says, don't most churches expect more than they pay for? This this is very true. Valid
1: argument. That is a very valid argument. And
0: uh, Benjamin saw it, understood it, moved on, kept scrolling. Jerry says, I don't have a tattoo, but after this situation, I'm considering getting a, quote, trolls be tripping back piece. Maybe a lower back lower back piece. That's my favorite thing you've ever said on this show, Jerry. That's that
1: makes me so happy. Uh, Matthew said that church might be looking for the Ryan Fitzpatrick of, of pastors. Someone to <laughs> sign a one year deal and get the ball rolling. I I love that.
0: Tyler uh, says I thought the pay was fine for part time. Uh, yeah. Twenty thousand part time. I mean that's i pretty much in line with what we pay our part time guy. That is significantly more than what we've paid our
1: part time guy right here at the church where I'm at right now. I've, I had no issue with the pay. It was the five years experience and a bachelor's degree.
0: Tyler but, says, I thought the ask for five years with a private school degree was the big yeah. ask.
1: And someone said, agreed that the position would be perfect for someone in seminary pursuing ministry. Um That when I was in seminary, I worked at a one full church in DFW. Sure, and that's Dallas Fort Worth. If you're a Mm non-Texan, understood it. Not the shoe store. There's also DFW shoes. There is DSW. I don't know. Um, and it was a church that they wrote a position for me. It was a full time position with benefits, and the salary was twenty four thousand dollars. And it was a thing where it's like you. Here are the times that we need you here. Sure. Here's when when your classes are. Yeah. Um, but. It just it got into
0: a bunch. of things. So the comments are coming in. So Andy says to me, the dislike part sounded less about high expectations and more about if you have these qualifications, it would be insulting of me to mention this opportunity to you.
1: Yeah. And to be fair, the vast majority of the people that were like, this is ridiculous, you know, we're turning, you know, you know, would, would God really draw this line in the sand? There were a lot of people that I was like, look, I'm agreeing with you. You might be the world's greatest bivocational youth pastor, but according to you, you don't qualify for this position, which is the ridiculous part. The people that were most offended by the post were people that <laughs> – Wouldn't qualify that, that, for the position that, they were offended by? That wouldn't qualify for the – and that's what I was saying was ridiculous. Not <laughs> – you know, I, I wasn't trying to draw the line in the sand between any gr- people in – Our DYM Facebook group. Luke says,
0: agree, the position would be perfect for someone in seminary pursuing Mm -hmm. ministry, 20, 25-year-old Timothy, like training position too, where you're investing Mm -hmm. into that part-time staffing. But the qualifications weren't that of someone who was just starting out. and, And
1: that's my reply was, I don't know of anybody that meets your qualifications that is looking, Right. but if you're interested in opening this up to seminary
0: students or someone about to graduate from Bible college... Right. Let me know. Tony Tony Kern says pastors shouldn't pastor for the money, but they do have bills and families to provide for. The laborer is worthy of their hire. That, I, sounds that so, so, almost
1: biblical. That sounds like he did not come up with that phrase himself. I'm saying and let's move past the comments or and all that stuff. It was it was a sideshow. Right. And I was not intending for that to be the case, but whatever it was. But let's talk part time. People, You currently oversee part-time people. I am in the process of trying and hoping to bring in another one. Mm -hmm. I've had, I don't know, close to half dozen different part-time people work for me in the past 15 years or so. And what what does it look like? What should it look like? One of the things – and this church was in Florida. I know different states have different – um, employment laws one of the reasons that i that part-time in youth ministry just don't always go hand in hand mm-hmm. is because if it is a part-time salaried position there are legal qualifications that you have to meet yes um and this is something that you guys <coughs> have dealt with at lakeview mm-hmm. you know in Florida for someone to be a salaried employee no matter what the salary is um, and not be eligible for overtime compensation they need to have at least two employees reporting to them correct um I know of another church that is making issue. at least twenty three thousand yeah. dollars. Um in order to be salary. Which in California that's about to jump to sixty. Yep. So that's another whole thing. Mm-hmm. But um there I, I know of a church that they had full time video people that were trying to come with them to camp and the HR department on this church was kind of locking things down to the letter of, of the law and it was these people cannot come to summer camp because they will they are we cannot pay them overtime. Sure. And if they are a church employee at summer camp, non, you know that yep. they they don't fall into these things, right? You, I get it. You can't just pay them for the hours that they're holding the camera yep. or whatever. They have to be on the clock the whole time. And so, a part-time youth
0: person. Andrew, we're, we're very, twenty very comments very back right now. Tricky. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm you, done talking. You, you can you, you can, can you can ramble as much, but we want to open this like, up I was for just discussion saying, from
1: an ethical standpoint. We hear you. How do you do that? How do you
0: we hear you? Unless you're going loud and to clear.
1: pay your youth person hourly. And know that there's going to be a week of summer camp and weeks of VBS yep. where the overtime payments are going to
0: sure. equal more than other months. Yeah. then I, I hear you. Jason says, I've done some level of student ministry for about 20 years. I have a Bible college degree uh, and a seminary degree. My most recent student ministry position was 29 hours a week. I chose to stay in that position because of the vision of the church. However, when I hired my replacement... Uh, When I took over the pastor position, I would have never limited candidates because of their degree or experience.
1: Yeah, which and I can say, like, here's what we would hope for if this person falls into
0: our lap. I agree. That is spectacular. Yep. No, absolutely. I I agree. Luke says we paid our summer intern thirty five hundred bucks for three months at 20 hours a week for the past three years. That was a Bible college undergrad student. That's a great gig. Yep. No problem with that. Andy Korb says this church's expectations are too high. Clearly, Yep. the issue I'm seeing is for too many are viewing pastoring as a career choice and a ladder to climb. And that is just so far outside my realm of thinking. So let's go here for a minute. Can pastoring be a career choice? Because this almost cuts to the heart of the debate. Yeah. From what a lot, what I saw in the comments. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that, Andy. This is really kind of where we were getting. Can pastoring and career choice go together or do they have to be mutually exclusive?
1: I think they can go together. I think Paul says that they can go together. Okay. And he says that's – you know, Paul says a laborer is worth his toil and all this stuff. But then he says, now, in my situation, I'm laying down my right to that. So that's definitely part of the issue as well. But when a – when we are in a system, mm-hmm. and part of it is we're in the 21st century, we're in the United States. Sure. where the degree is the be all end all for way too many things. Right. Um when we're in a system that requires you to have an eighty thousand dollar piece of paper to do a job that's going to pay you less than one fourth of that in a year. And to be able to live by the minimal standards of living in that community, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to go to Starbucks
0: or um you know it I, I get it. Yeah I get it. My first four years at my current yeah. church, um, uh, I was on food stamps. Yeah. Straight up, like I, I, we were on food stamps. Like yep. that, we were so far under the poverty level.
1: Yeah, and so I, I understand that's a side of thing, and it is certainly a calling. Yep. But if a church, and knowing that the church, if a church has one position that's making significantly
0: more than the median income of that community. Right. Let's say you buy into both visions. Exactly. Like you buy into both visions at both churches. You could see God doing incredible things through you and through both churches. Yeah. Would you not say I can feed my family here? This makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Ansley says you can't expect someone to pay for a degree, require it for a job, and then not pay them fairly for it. And that's what it came down to for me. It was never... I. I did volunteer positions. I've done internships for next to no money. Mm -hmm. That's not been the issue. It's the it was the qualifications that I thought were extreme. Yep. In that.
0: Nope, I agree. Tony says, uh, not if you're making yourself open to the Lord's leading instead of working your five year plan. Jerry says, I love this topic. I've had so many talks about this over the years with students feeling called to ministry. Tommy says, there's no problem with part time pay. It's just that there kind of isn't such a thing as part-time youth ministry work. Well, and that's th- the thing.
1: So, and, and this is way, to make this way too personal. Um, I have kids that are at home sick today. Mm-hmm. One of them was in the ER on Saturday, right. and so I was sitting in the ER, and I was and I kept getting new notifications on this post. And I thought, if I was in part-time ministry right now, yeah, and I was having to be at Starbucks twenty-five hours a week to qualify for their insurance or whatever, right? What would be happening with my family, like? how would i have my kid at the emergency room if i had to work on saturday as well at, and i realized that there are thousands and thousands of people that we love and care for that are serving churches that are doing just that and i just thought like that that would suck right that would be that would it that would have made my I, saturday way more difficult than it actually was
0: tyler says how do you guys feel like the new federal employment laws are affecting your your part-time staff i'm finding it difficult i'm finding it almost impossible it has been very very tricky to navigate and we're trying to be above reproach as a church i think some of my part-timers are on right now you guys know that we've had some some tax issue headaches some some hourly wage headaches that we're trying to navigate through well and again the way it goes it's so easy to play that well this is a calling
1: right a, a calling card not like you used to have in the 90s make long distance True. but this is a calling card and it is but we live where we live and we are also told to render under caesar what is caesar's and if there is a federal employment guideline that says for someone to be part-time this is what they have to get what they have to qualify for we need to follow that right and <laughs> that and that means i think there's so many different solutions and maybe we should talk about what this could look like instead of what it does look like right. um but you know how the number one hired position on church staffing For the past four or five years has been the combo youth and worship person. And if you... It's kind of what we have right now. Yeah. And it's... uh, Not every church can afford a full-time youth person. Right. But So maybe you need to make it a combo position. Find something else that person can do and say, if we believe in this person, we're going to make it... We're going to pull some strings. And instead of having two or three different people, mm-hmm. maybe we invest heavily into this one person.
0: Right. We have a husband-wife combo team, husbands rocking youth ministry, Wife's leading our worship team, and they're, they're rocking and rolling and killing it. But again, these have been difficult waters yeah. to navigate through.
1: But legally, there's an obligation to meet if you're hiring somebody in the United States. True. And state to state, there are different requirements.
0: Josh says, well. thanks to a student on the search team. I'm at my church. The debate was over me not having finished seminary. The student asked the team, did the disciples go to seminary?
1: Boom. Uh, Jeff says there's lots of great insight in the recently released youth pastor compensation report, which uh, which, which came out, sparked a lot of like this. that came out this Thursday or Friday. Yeah, right. Right. Around the time uh, you posted. The youth cartel puts it out every year. It is so good to look at. And of course, that is just, I think, just a full time compensation survey. Right. Which is the other issue. So what do you do when you are hiring a part time person? What, what conversations do you have? And I we didn't talk about this before the show, so I'll talk here for a second. Sure. Um, the two conversations that I have every time I'm working with a part time person is you are never abandoning us if you leave a part time position for a full-time position elsewhere. Right. Like if you that's a are, good if, combo to if, have. If you're making $40,000 a year and the church down the street is going to pay you forty three. Right. well, that's that's a different topic. But if you are making $15,000, $20,000 a year with no benefits, you're having to work a second job, maybe a third job, and you can move into a ministry position where that will be your full-time thing and it will cover benefits for you and your family, absolutely do that. Yep. Your first ministry is to your family. So that's the first right. conversation that I have with any part-time person and then the second one like right we just had a a young guy who was leading our youth ministry who just got married um the conversation there is i don't know if this can grow into full-time where we are in the next few years it would be wonderful if it did grow into full-time but i'm going to do anything and everything i can do to help you build your resume Mm -hmm. so that the next position that you go to can be a full-time
0: position Right. I mean, the conversation I've had with with even some of my part-timers is I would love for this to turn into full-time, like as we, as we grow, which we're expecting growth, uh, we would love for that to happen. Um, we, we, were, we were grossly underpaying our part-time staff for several years, and I was mm-hmm. open with them about that. I apologized with them. Mm-hmm. That's where we were. And it wasn't until this past year that we were able to um, fix a lot of those issues, um, so I I, I I totally get it. Andy Korb says, in particular, youth ministry is often treated as a foot in the door and an entry level yeah. into a career rather than a calling. That's
1: And, and that's, that's the issue. Right. And in so many churches, especially denominational churches, and both of our churches belong to a denomination, so <clears throat> yes. we're, we're not trying to throw mud. But like my previous church, um, we were hiring a music person who was a train wreck, yeah. um, like lasted maybe six months. And the senior pastor said, well, you know, we got to bring this guy in, and he's kind of the best we can afford right now. I was like, best we can afford? Because I knew that he was going to be making more than I was making. <laughs> and he said, well, you know, the denominational guidelines are kind of, you know, senior pastor. Has to make a minimum you know, of this. Associate pastor, right. Right. music person, then youth. And so, you know, he kind of broke down, the, you know, here are the denominational expectations mm-hmm. that this music person makes this. And even though we know that this isn't going to be the best music person we've had here, this is what they need to make. Right. And so, you know, here the youth ministry had grown by 70 percent in the past six months before we brought in this youth, uh, this music person. Um, But,
0: yeah. Joe says, is this issue a big reason? And I like this topic. Is this a big reason for the short term stints at churches for youth pastors? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. One thousand percent. Yes. And also and just which sucks for the students. It, exactly. It's not good. I had seven youth pastors in grades six through 12 as a, mm-hmm. as a teenager in my youth group. I had seven youth pastors. Like, there, there's something wrong with that.
1: Well, and I know your, part of your story is uh, the church that you're at now where you've been for more than 10 years. Yep. When, I'm in my second decade. they tried to hire you, mm-hmm. they tried to hire you for a part-time position. They did. And you said, I don't think there's such thing as part-time youth ministry.
0: It was it was a very difficult move that I had agonized over and prayed over. I was so excited about my first role in student ministry outside of an internship, and I knew what it was going to require of my time from my family. And and I said, I'm sorry, I I just can't take a part time position right now. I didn't I didn't have the extra side Mm -hmm. income coming in. So it's not like I had a sweet setup. And
1: again, you you were 22 ish.
0: I was, I was twenty-one.
1: So you were twenty-one. You didn't have a bachelor's degree done. I was still You had on two years of an internship. Year and a half. Uh, yeah. So it's not like you. So you would not have been able to apply for this other church. No, job. no way. Not not even close. And you told the senior pastor, sorry. I can't do it. They hired a part-time guy. They hired a part-time guy. Who lasted
0: a few weeks and then
1: dropped his keys in a mail slot with a note that
0: said yeah. I quit. He, slid the, he <laughs> slid the keys and a note under the senior pastor's door. And the day that the senior pastor got those keys and note, he called me and, and said... You're um, right. We don't want a part-time. We, right. Yeah. Which, nothing against part-time guys and gals. Like, we we have part-time staff. So yeah. I, I totally get it. Um, One of...
1: So... I'm sorry, Jeff had a post there somewhere. It's there, it was way too We've had to go, a lot coming just in. Just the to keep questions up some that stuff. he tries to ask part-time people. All, what I saw was, what do you need? Like, what do you need to make this work? <sighs> right. I know we're, we talk so much right now, just in employment, right. especially in church employment, is that the we need to be task-driven, not process-driven. Right. Like, if you can get the job done in these amount of hours from Starbucks, then do it. That's great. That you know, be where you need to be when you need to be there, but. What can what kind of freedom can I give you? How can I free you up to do what you need to do? Um, and so uh, the other questions is, you know, what are the goals of the church? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, church, do you want this to eventually become a full-time position? If so, what does that look like? What, what do we need to reach for it to become a full-time position? What are the goals of the person taking that position? Yeah. Hey, you are a junior in Bible college now. Can you do this for the next two years? And then... Well
0: I will help you in find my a full-time position. in my interview? I gave my current church a five year commitment. Mm-hmm. I said I, I commit to five years of youth ministry here. Um, I've been here over eleven. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I had no plans to move up the ladder by yeah. any means. I was ready to go youth ministry for as long as that, the Lord wanted me to. And
1: that's that's my story as well. I mean, the when I was hired here at the church, the other two places that I was a serious contender with that was, you know, that we were praying about were both youth ministry positions and God called me to lead a revitalization project here at this church. So it's, I, th- I think if you look at calling, but also if it's your calling,
0: it's Joe says, part D- of what God is using to this hired part-time with the hopes to become full-time actually happen a lot. How do you do that? Well, I don't know the stats on that. I went before my elders just, just a couple of days ago and said, I need help. Mm-hmm. Like I get that 2020 is kind of a rebuilding year at my church, but, but I mean, I need help day in and day out throughout the office outside of just one other part-timer who's also in the office. So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of cast the vision of if we can make this happen by 2021, let's do it. I think it happens,
1: but I think there needs to be clear steps. Sure. And financially here's what the church needs to be mm-hmm. um, the whatever ministry this person is overseeing here's what this would look like. Here are the additional roles to play right. when they get there and again, this is one of those things where that kind of the tension between calling and career takes place i had I had a part timer drew who you know who worked with me yep. at my previous church and he was like a fifteen or 20 hour a week position. Mm-hmm. We were egregiously underpaying him while he was finishing up his last semester of he college. was awesome. And he was beginning to lead worship because our worship leader had just left as well. Right. And I sat him down and I said, Drew, I love you. You cannot volunteer for anything and everything. He was also living in Lakeland and driving to St. Petersburg yeah, every day. A lot. that's a lot. Um, he was spending more on gas and we were actually paying him. And I said, you know, you can't keep volunteering for everything because if you do everything in the part-time role, there, there will be no reason to make it a full-time position. And... It was a church that financially we could have hired him full-time, but it was like, hey, here's this Band-Aid, this patch piece for now. And it was just because you want to be here, which is wonderful, you being here constantly and giving the church 100% of everything is going to make it so that the people that are making the decisions aren't going to see the need to bring you to full-time. So you need to be able to cast a vision like, (sighs) I am doing everything I can now for these 20 hours. Right. And if I were here another 15 hours a week, I could be doing this, 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 this and this. Mm, that's good. And then always, that's you know, good. always under promise and over deliver yeah. in that. So right. that they think, wow, you know, instead of, oh, yeah, you know, so I think so often people are so eager to get their foot in the door of ministry. Right. That they sign up for the part time position and then they burn out so quickly because there's so much expected out of them. In that position, right? Jer-
0: Jerry says maybe for another show, both of you could share your story about how you discerned it was right to go. I, I mean, you could say how it was right to make the leap, make the leap from to make the leap from youth ministry, youth ministry to, to leading. To. So, churches. on that note, side note, Andrew and I have had this conversation a lot. Yeah, like uh, like extensively. Like we started collecting notes and, and we writing pages. And
1: we both consider ourselves to be youth pastors that at are heart. kind of Fish Out of Water.
0: Right, we're, you we're know, youth we, pastors at heart. We laugh sure. at fart jokes. We do.
1: We, uh I was the place that I was watching the Super Bowl last night. There was a group of twenty people or so um that were all together, and I immediately found myself around the high school and college students mm-hmm. because I, in my brain I'm still the youth pastor. It's just <laughs> when when God calls you, answer. There have I been got to talk about so many great comments. One way that I am incredibly, hip, incredibly hypocritical in all of this. Sure. In talking about this, we've also talked, you know, not on this show or anything, but how in worship, in worship ministry right now, the trend is for churches that have had the one worship pastor, you know, making, let's say, forty five, fifty thousand right. dollars a year plus benefits, mm-hmm. and now they're thinking, well, with the benefits package, that person is making, you know, it's costing our church sixty thousand dollars for that same money. Let's have three people. Everybody leads one song during the week, and we 1099 all of them. They're free to go tour with their bands or whatever in the summer, and that way when we have to replace somebody, it's not that big of a deal. That's a big trend and, right and now. That's a huge like I'm trend, seeing that all in, over in, in bigger churches, right. to say let's have not one person who is the face of our worship ministry. Sure. Again, yeah. And we've talked about what a great idea that is. Yeah. But again, and so I, I realize how hypocritical I am because we're saying – no, this isn't work, this isn't isn't fair. Right. But is that person being asked to do more than they're signing up for? And with youth ministry, I think you're always going to be asked to do more than the hours that you're actually –
0: yeah, no, I, I had this conversation with my part-time youth guy just a couple days ago, and I just told him, I want to come alongside you. Where, where, where are you struggling? Because he has to help me because I don't really fully understand the part-time role because I've been full-time for so long. So he's actually been helping me understand where he needs help and how I can help him succeed, which has been a uh, really cool, a great relationship with my youth guy, which is awesome.
1: Hey, we've got more to talk about, but first, Tim, first, did you know that right now our show is being sponsored by the movie I Still Believe?
0: I still believe in good quality Christian filmmaking.
1: Uh KJ appa Britt Robinson, Shania Twain, let me say that again. Shania Twain man. I wow. feel like seeing this movie again. Wow. Uh also uh Gary Sinise, Lieutenant Dan
0: himself. Lieutenant Dan.
1: I'm telling you, I saw the movie a couple weeks ago. It is spectacular. <laughs> And you want to take your students to see it? There are sermon packs available for this now. Take if you want to spouse, take your spouse, take your students. It's a, it's a date night. It's spectacular. It's everything you could want. Go from a see it. Film.
0: March thirteenth. It's going to be here. DYMU hashtag Train Your Team. Get them all on the same page, learning the same thing, Uh, DYM University. If you're not on it, you should be. If your team hasn't been trained, what are you doing? Here's how this works. You sign up for DYMU.
1: Your church has unlimited access to it. It begins with six classes, six different courses. You put someone's email in there. They get the classes sent to them. They do it at their own pace. And not only are your volunteers better prepared... But you get to tell your parents, you get to tell your lead pastor just how prepared your volunteers are. It makes your ministry look good. It better prepares people to minister
0: to your students. Hashtag train your team. There's there's just no downside. Give Central. Tim, could you have used Give Central this week? Could have used Give Central this week. We had PayPal issues out the wazoo that we were on the phone trying to fix. Give Central, I'm giving you a call.
1: GiveCentral is the easiest and best way to collect funds for your church, whether that's tithes and offerings, registrations and payments, you name it. GiveCentral is who you need to call.
0: Andy, did you know that we are a proud, 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 proud proud part of the DYM Podcast Network? It's where all things ministry are happening in the world of podcasts.
1: Also, uh, YouthWorks is a new sponsor of the DYM Podcast Network. We love them. If you need to go on a mission trip, You need to call YouthWorks. They're spectacular. They take all of the groundwork out of the planning so that you get to show up and minister
0: with your students. I love it. Make your life just a little bit easier.
1: Uh, Ronald Long says, this is an amazing episode title, P.S. Yes. (laughs) Yes,
0: it is. I got a long post here from Andy Korb says short term stints is affecting the way the quote youth ministry experiment is playing out. Absolutely. Guys looking for a senior pastor role eventually use student ministry often to build their own church. Have the only touch from the church in these kids lives are often not concerned with how the parents are doing as disciples this leads to kids not being part of the church after youth ministry because it was never quote their church agreed parents leaning on someone else to raise their kids kids following quote their pastor when they leave and probably many things i'm missing going into youth ministry with another role as your ultimate goal and working with that future goal in mind is ultimately extremely harmful i would agree completely uh, I both Andrew, you and I both got into youth ministry thinking this I'm could going be, to be the 80 year old youth pastor. We could do and this was, for the rest of our lives. And and then God said, eh, how about this one? Yeah. And
1: I I think you're in a situation where you went from youth pastor to lead pastor of that same church. Which so doesn't happen often. That does not happen very often. Um, I did not. Nope. And one of the things that I'm hopeful of look you know now that it's been two and a half years and proud of is the engagement of former students that are now serving as adults and young adults in the church that i was at before Hmm. but it's a it's an issue and part of that issue is when there's no longevity that's going to happen and when you're not properly taking care of your staff there's not going to be longevity
0: Longevity in ministry is key, Andrew. And I, you, you and I have said this for many, many years. I, I vowed to my church, and it was kind of a personal vow. I know I said five years, but in my heart, I, I wanted to see at least one, if not two, full student ministry 10 years of 6th through 12th grade. Like that's what laughing. I wanted to see as youth pastor. So if
1: you are new with our show today, I, I run the software that does the broadcast, so I don't get to see comments as much, except they're on my phone. So right. I see them when they go past very quickly. Yeah, trying to keep um, up with this one's and, tough. I just saw Ronald Long said, yeah, forget those guys who used uh, youth pastor jobs as stepping stones. I hope he was not mocking us.
0: Ronald Long, uh, Ronald, that guy. How dare you? That guy, Ronald Long. Ansley loved this. Imagine what it's like to be a woman in ministry. Oh, gosh. Here yeah. we go. We, are often, we often are offered the, quote, leftover jobs that men won't take. Of course, I know there are males underemployed, too, but statistically, this is a worse problem for women.
1: It's very true. <laughs> absolutely and the, the
0: world lost a great one
1: oh, gosh i'm still not ready to deal with that but the the number of part-time positions in ministry that are like oh this would be great because you're a wife this would be great because you're a mom and like my right. by the way my wife is a part-time she children's is. minister at our church mm-hmm. and it works well because of that but she was also here at the church till 1230 on Saturday night, yeah. um, deep cleaning the children's ministry room because, you know, it has to get done. There's no there's no real part time anywhere. No, of course in not. In ministry. Right. It's.
0: no. Nope. Richard Ball says, met a 70 year old guy still in youth ministry at YPS. Yeah. I love that. I love it. I, I love it. I-, I would hire a 70 year old guy. Would you hire a 70 year old, Andrew? Yes. <laughs> there are, there are... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was not paying attention. Yes. Like my. <laughs> I I
1: say my employee, but, like, my my co-laborer, because let's be real, she could walk away whenever. Um, She's awesome. The person that I do the most ministry with in my life right now is in her 70s and was, you know, decades and decades in youth ministry, and our church literally would have closed years ago without her, so— Ronald yeah. says, so yes, "On I your would. team,
0: championing more ladies, doing more stuff. Let's go! Hey, our our worship director is a female, it's and it's
1: amazing she is what happens when you hand somebody man. a microphone." Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. Richard says, "Can you give an example of that? I've got women friends who are in ministry who I don't think would agree with that statement." Okay, yeah, sure, we could go there, Ansley. To Richard, it's yeah.
1: The, the show's ending seven <laughs> minutes ago, so come up with your example real quick, oh boy,
0: yeah. Yeah, we're we are way way over time, but I think this conversation was was due. It was necessary we haven't gone down this road. Hey, part-time people, we love
1: you and value you. Yes, you're literally um, at our churches. Hey. Hey churches trying to hire part-time people. What are you doing? Like be nice. Love them, value them.
0: Remember that their first set, ministry is to their families and
1: set them up if they're not going to spend their whole ministry career at your church, set them up so that when they leave, both the ministry that they're serving in will be better off, and they will be better off
0: when they go to wherever their next calling is, because that's all you can do sometimes. Steph says, technically, you have more women on staff than men, Tim. It's you as the male, and Andrew as the other male, than Colleen, Mary, and Vita. So true.
1: Ansley just says, check out the stats on the youth yeah, I, compensation
0: survey. That's one that. of the things that I did notice yep, I noticed last week that too, when I was Anselie. looking at it.
1: There's you know, there's a specific church size yeah. where it seems to level off, mm-hmm. but the vast majority of churches never reach that size.
0: Right. Well, the funny so. thing was, was when Andrew and I, t- we, we called like minutes after the survey came mm-hmm. out and I said, how funny is it that we, we both noticed that the bigger the church got, it hit a cap and a point, And then once the church got over that size, the less they paid youth workers. Yeah. That was fascinating to me.
1: Yep, and I've I've worked at one of those big fancy churches that everybody knows the name of, and they're on cable across the country. And there was
0: a plug and play mentality for a lot of us there. Um, Tim, it is eleven I know. fifty. I know. We didn't even get to the other half of this conversation, which was why did Andrew post what he post, and how should we I, respond to posts I, like this? Um, we will get there. We will get there. We'll I get just, there. We we went 50, almost fifty minutes on you. this alone.
1: Part time guys, part time gals. I am so incredibly
0: grateful for you. We we love you dearly. Um, we love that you joined us today. Um, I'm sorry you were so upset about last night's halftime show. Again, sometimes the world does what the world's going to do, and and they're probably going to just continue doing that as <laughs> as angry as that might make us Christians. And
1: you know what? There's one thing that we can always count on:
0: it's Shakira's hips not lying.
1: Hips do favor. Uh-huh.
0: Sorry for those comments. We didn't get to. We'll uh, we'll read up and and try to respond in a bit. I love it. Have you. a great week, guys and gals.